Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I am Lauren. We are your Ron Burgundy and Veronica Corningstone of TA News. You bet we are. Damn right. <laughs> hey, it's been a better week in news. There's some good news out there. Well, oh not good news, God. but interesting news I out have there. gone down a rabbit hole with one particular news article this week, and I swear to Christ, I started reading, <laughs> then I went on a bit of a research challenge, and then I read more. Well, why and don't more. you kick us off with it then? Go on. Okay. I dare you. PWC's collegial culture is underpinned confidentiality breaches, according to the Finn Review. Mm. Now, we all know what happened with PWC in Canberra. Naughty, naughty boys and girls they were over there. Yes. Mostly oddly naughty boys. <laughs> but anyway, an independent review into PWC Australia's practice it has practices has revealed an overly collegial culture and a disproportionate focus on revenue leading to shadow sides of its culture where behaviours went unchecked. Unchecked, Mm. I say. Unchecked. Yeah. So this review on culture and accountability was commissioned by the PwC board following all of the tax practitioner board um, fuck-ups, yeah, yeah. put it mildly. There's <laughs> no other way of putting it other than a massive fuck-up. So anyway, the board's partnership models where all members are so-called equal, if yeah. this wasn't a podcast you'd all see me doing air quotes right now, um, has resulted in a collegial culture where most of the high degree of blind and sometimes misplaced trust in each other and the CEO and a lack of willingness to challenge or question behaviours. So it's basically relationships um, and loyalty is the key to your career progression. So what it has brought in, embedded culture of cronyism. And cronyism. It's it's basically brought in this culture where no one was challenging anyone because if you did challenge someone, there goes your next career progression. So mm. challenger safety is was low on the partner's um, – behaviours, and so they they were just running right, doing whatever the fuck they wanted. So the bystander effect was the um, sake of career progression. So that's what's happened. Everyone just stood by and let it happen because if they challenged it, they weren't going to get um, pushed up. Oh, I can see that. I can see that happening in almost every large organisation everywhere. I can everywhere. to an extent, but I, I think if you're going to run a business where people in power don't get challenged and run around unchecked, this is what happens. Arthur Anderson happens. PwC having to sell their tax depart, tax division for a, what, a dollar. That's why I challenge you. Oh, fuck, I think you can challenge your own <laughs> self to anything. So um, they exhibited a good news culture. At enterprise level. So that's what it was all about. So the review found basically there's a general hesitancy to delve into any uncomfortable conversations uh, and from them to learn from their mistakes. Well, I hope that they're not going to blame the people, the lower downs, and say you should have stepped up. They, sh- they need to make sure it's easier for people to do it without well, fear of losing their career. Well, I hope so. And I hope the fact that they frog marched were eight or nine people and they lost their pensions mm. from, which is around a hundred and something thousand dollars a year. Gee, that'd be That handy. these people have lost because mm. of what they've done. And I, I hope that shakes it up and I hope they change the way they do things because personally, I would last five minutes there if I had to go and not – if someone didn't want to be challenged, you fucked with me around, mate. <laughs> you wouldn't last in that environment. Oh, hey, no. 
no, no. Hey, I've got one from MSN, and I know you've got some um, information on this as well. Yes. The headline is Skills Shortage or Complacent Bosses. So last week, Jobs and Skills Australia, JSA, released its inaugural annual report on the labour market and priority skills. I know this sounds boring, but bear with me. It, um, it sounded the alarm on extensive skill shortages not seen since the 1960s. Yeah. But buried in these reports... There's a startling finding that's been really, you know, largely overlooked. The government agency found that when a job ad fails to attract an appropriate candidate, the vast majority of recruiters and employers will just simply re-advertise with the same pay and conditions and the same ad or give up altogether with less than 1% increasing remuneration to attract additional talent. So the report found that 74% of people just Merely all they do is put that same ad straight up again. Just refresh it. 26% oh, were, hell. were looking at other channels, but 0.4% adjust the remuneration package, even if the market is showing they're outside of it. Fucking stupid is as stupid does, isn't I know, it's it? a bit – you've yeah, got some that, other stuff on that too, well, haven't you? It actually said that um, – there's been a 5% increase also in that report on the amount of uh, skills that we're lacking. So, yeah, I know. That's pretty big actually. So they're saying that um, the inaugural report found that 332 out of 916 occupations, at 36% monitored where national shortages were up this year than what they were last year. Mm. Um, and the most common roles that the national shortage are is trade workers and technicians. Oh, I can attest to that. I've been trying for the last three months to hire a roofing plumber for one of my clients. And I cannot get one. But also professional groups such as like tech and professional mm. services, they are at 40%, 48% shortages they're, they're claiming. So it's actually quite a bit. It's actually a lot there. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that, that businesses – But the problem is if you actually delve down into this report, they're not saying – and it's, this is not going to be solved at grad level, okay? They're saying that the common thread here is that the occupations are requiring high level of skills, knowledge and qualification of experiences. So – it's they're getting some people through the bottom of the funnel, like that where they need to start bringing people up and training them. But we need high level people. That's only going to come from immigration. It is, isn't it? And that's that's absolutely mm. true. So I think that we need to start looking again. Immigration, it's falling back on you to make sure you've got your shit together. and We're getting it through quite quickly. What have you got next? Well. The end of work from home. Date oh, Australians no. will be forced back into the office. This is one from one of your newspapers. <laughs> Which one? Which one? <laughs> News.com. Yeah, go Rupert. I <laughs> know oh, he's retired now. A global, maybe it'll, maybe it'll go <laughs> yeah. A global survey of 1,325 CEOs, including 50 from Australia, found that two-thirds of Australia's bosses believe traditional white-collar roles will see a full-time return to the office within the next three years. Bullshit. I agree with you, Craig. Um, It's a KPMG CEO Outlook survey, okay, and it was conducted between mid-August and mid-September this year. Uh, It indicates that workers will have... Uh, will have until the period of 2026 to bid farewell to hybrid working. 75% of Australian CEOs said that they reward employees who make an extra effort to come into the office with raises, promotions and more interesting work compared to 89% of global CEOs. Imagine um, the court cases when a candidate is not promoted on the basis of them 
preferring hybrid. It's I think I think this is more wishful thinking than actual. Oh, I do too. I think it's like um, that's what they want to happen. Yeah, and look, we're we're seeing a gradual move to more people in the office over more time. But I think hybrid's here to stay. Let's be honest. But what one wants and what one gets is two different things. Yes, that's true. Elon wanted Twitter. He got it. He fucked it. Now look what you've got, mate. (laughs) X. (laughs) You've got Twix. Okay. Next one from me? Yeah, go for it. Okay, from Wired. This is uh, from from our friends over in the US. Men overran a job fair for women in tech. It was meant to be a week for women in tech, but this year's Grace Hopper celebration was swamped by men who gatecrashed the event in search of lucrative tech jobs. The annual conference and career fair is aimed at women and non-binary tech workers, which takes its name from a pioneer in computer science. Um, It was in Orlando, Florida last week. The event bills itself as the largest gathering of women in tech worldwide and has sought to unite women in the tech industry for nearly 30 years. Sponsors include Apple, Amazon, Bloomberg, and it's a major networking opportunity and people pay between $650 and $1,300 to attend. This year, though, Droves of men showed up with resumes in hand. Some registrants lied about their gender identity when signing up, and men were taking up space and time with recruiters that should have gone to women. Um, And look, it must be known that in 2022 and 2023, tech companies around the world have laid off more than 400,000 workers. And I know that there's not, there's no gender balance across tech globally, and you know that better than I, I do. Lauren, I think it's uh, but 22% it's get, of tech roles are with women. Yeah. But, it, but it seems to be getting a little bit, I don't want to call it desperate, but um, there's nowhere near as many jobs in the sector as there was. It will come back. But right now, uh, okay, I've got a, a few fight. different viewpoints on that because this is the first time I'm hearing it. So this is my initial reaction. Um, I think that this speaks very loudly to the state of the economy and the jobs market in the US. If a job fair for women who hold approximately twenty percent of the market share is overrun by men. Mm. because they're that desperate for jobs, it goes to show that America is in bigger trouble than they thought socially. Yep, socially. Um, That is huge. Secondly, you misogynistic pack of pricks. (laughs) We are trying to break into the tech industry constantly. Yep. We are constantly coming up against this whole bro dude, San Fran thing, ping pong table, foosball shit. We're constantly being held back because of taking the baby holiday apparently Mm -hmm. and you wonder why women don't get into STEM and then we have one jobs fair, one fucking jobs fair, that's it, just one, and we get overridden by men because they think they want those jobs as well. Mm. Yeah, it's, I look at to get your fucking hand off it. I understand clearly socially there's issues there, and it's globally. But honestly, I if, if these recruiters actually gave these guys time of day, I'd be saying more shame on you. No, you've got our number. Come into the office another yeah. day. Come into the office another day. This is not the place for you. If you've lived on your thing, fucking get out. I'm sorry, but we had one jobs fair for us. Now, fair enough. I, I totally agree with you. I just found it a fascinating report. I find it that offensive. I've, yeah. What else have you got? Reject the bill in its entirety is the headline. Wow. Recruitment leaders urge parliament. Now, this one came from Shortlist, and we've been following this one for a while. It's all around the next phase of same job, same pay 
um, stuff. So following the government's introduction of the Closing the Loophole Bill last month, the Parliamentary Committee inquiry is underway and its hearings uh, are being held in the last week or so, 27 submissions from concerned parties, which I it is quite concerning. So in a submission from the Healthcare Recruitment Specialist Talent Quarter, mm-hmm. Sue Healy said the legislation and particularly the same job, same pay measures will inject a further uncertainty into Australia's industrial relations system, negatively impact wages and job creation and create enormous compliance complexity, which it will when you read into it. So so she's her concerns or the bill does not cover a consider or contemplate, let alone give clear direction on the vast number of scenarios where it would introduce confusion and unworkability when it comes to matching a client's industrial instrument and their requirements. So it makes the changes make it really difficult to engage casual employees with any sense of certainty or confidence because mm. you've got casuals to perm, all these bullshit laws coming in there. Oh, do you want to go perm? Like, oh, my yeah. God. It makes I, it very, very difficult for employers, doesn't it? It does. And restrictions on the fixed-term contract engagements, mm. um, like – Okay, I get that if it's a lower wage, yeah. but I think they need to sit back and they need to have a look at the industry and every single thing. Like I've got people going in on fixed-term contracts for the whole duration of projects, which is a mm. four-year mm. fixed-term contract to, for a project. They're getting paid above what a normal person in yeah. that full-time role would get paid because they know this role's ending. Yeah. Yeah. So there's – You've got to have kind checks of both and ways. balances. Yeah, you can't have it both ways, can exactly. you? Exactly. Mm. So this is the thing that they've got to look at, and I really do feel that it's um, yeah, it is what yeah. it is, and I think the government's are barking up the wrong fucking tree here. I really do. Okay, the final one from me today is from our friends at Recruiting Brain Food. And, and to be perfectly honest, I made up the headline because there was no headline, but will AI bite recruiters on the bum? It's been found yeah, through, a bit of, through research that there are currently over 28 automated and AI job seeker tools on the market, allowing candidates to apply for up to 2,000 roles at a time. The AI reads the job ads and amends the response and resume of the candidate before automatically applying. Now, this clearly muddies the top of funnel applications and will add time and resource to the recruitment process. In an environment where employers are really trying to respond to every applicant, this makes it far more difficult, maybe even impossible. What do you think on that? Well, candidate experience just went down the shitter. I mean, look, it's – I get it. If I'm a candidate, I get that I'm going to do it. It is easy as possible. Okay. Well, let's take it back to the desperation of these men storming a women's yeah, only yeah. event because they, they they want jobs. Okay. So this is just basically a spray and pray hope. Mm. Uh, so what happens then when this AI has turned around and you've just applied for 2,000 jobs and you get a, a TA person or a recruiter yeah. call you? Hi, oh, you've applied for a job. Which job was that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have no freaking idea because it's just gone out to 2,000 jobs. They're not keeping track of anything. So it doesn't really show the interest that they've mm. got within the company. And this is a little bit different from – you can set – you know, when you're on a, um, a job board, you can often set – and you've got a profile, you can often set for automatic responses to roles yep. – sit within your level but what this is actually doing is tailoring each response without your knowledge it's automatically bringing ai in and responding on your behalf Mm. without your words it's it's Again, and then that comes back to what we were saying a few weeks ago when we're going into an interview and you've AI's written your whole cover letter in your CV and then you get in there and you start to talk about what you've done and you sound nothing what was in the written CV or your written 
uh, cover letter that's well, gone through because I'm like, holy shit, well, you didn't write that, did you? Well, to the rev, the rec tech dev app people out there, it's time to quickly get some sort of um, solution that can pick this fake application process. Well, it's like it's going to be the old, I'm not a robot, click on all of the motorbikes, click on all of the fire hydrants. <laughs> I always get that wrong. Fuck, I hate that. Are you serious? <laughs> well, I think, is there, a, is there a motorbike? Is that one little eighth of a wheel sitting over that that tile. I don't know. Oh, God. I don't know. But, yeah, I just I, – I think that that's going to create a lot of work for people uh, at the top of the funnel, as you said, and I also think the candidate experience is going to go down a shit off because mm. of it. Hey, events or have you got another one? Oh, I've got events. I've got events. I'm covering off meetups today. Ooh, okay. Go on then. So now I do know that Brizzy – and Melbourne have got social meetups coming up. I don't have the date till the venue, so a bit please. closer to Christmas. Uh, I know that the Brizzy one's the first week, I think, of December, but I think that the Melbourne social meetups towards the end of this month. Mm. So please jump on to either the LinkedIn, their Facebook pages, or onto the meetup site itself yep. and have a look on that. Um, when it comes to Adelaide, I would say have a look on the LinkedIn page for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't use the meetup page, but drum roll, please, drum roll. Can you find that button? No, no. I haven't got okay. a more. <laughs> Sydney Rec Meetup. Now, this is not the Sydney Talent Meetup. The Sydney Rec Meetup has had some life kicked into it. Has it? I know, I know. So Mark uh, has created a new committee with uh, Charlene Roebuck, Bill Corbett, Bree Mason, Elle Green and Simon Townsend. So they're organising wow. a debate, their first one back, which is going to be Monday the 13th of November. Now I know you're thinking, why is it on a Monday? Why is it on a Monday? Well, that just happens to be the night before Smart Recruiters Hiring Success in Sydney. Uh, so they're having on the future of AI in recruitment a little bit of a debate. Um, I do believe it will probably turn into a comedy roast. I wish we could be there for it, but we are actually going to be in the air at that time flying to Sydney uh, for hiring success. Maybe we can get them to put it on a bit later, boys. And speaking girls. of hiring success... So Hiring Success, everybody, is the 14th, Tuesday the 14th of November. Now, that is Smart Recruiters APAC first hiring success held at the Art Gallery in New South Wales. It is going to be a hell of an event. If you're keen, jump onto their website and register your interest and – you will probably be sent an invitation if you're a lucky bastard. We're going to be there podcasting. Uh, You've got some great speakers lined up on that one. I'm really keen to hear a few of those and meet a lot of the guys from Smart Recruiters who are flying in from overseas. Yes, yes, they are. So that's a massive week in Sydney because we've got that, like you said, that recruitment meetup on the Monday night. We've got the hiring success on the Tuesday. Then the Wednesday and Thursday is the HR and L&D in Innovation and Tech Fest oh my gosh. at the ICC in Sydney. Um, over 150 different businesses have already registered. Not at people, businesses Shit. with multiple lots. So don't miss out. Uh, we Again, we'll be there podcasting that event as well, which will Two be days. amazing. I know. We've got three days of straight podcasting and talking. I'll probably lose my voice again. You probably will. And the following week, ATC, there's the last handful of tickets is left. That's the 22nd and 23rd of November at Luna Park in Sydney. You can Use a code, a <gasps> secret code. Do tar- I get a discount? Yes. Tarpod <gasps> all uppercase 200 
at checkout and you'll get 200 smackaroos off the price. And the beers are on you. Beers are on you. And we've got, I've got one more before we go. Oh, you do? I do. If you haven't already done so, please sign up for Indeed's upcoming webinar, which is on tomorrow. 45-minute session. Um, Indeed's talent strategy advisor, Lauren Anderson, will share key findings from Indeed's new mm. workplace well-being report. Yeah. Well worth the investment time. And the other thing too, we, you and I have got um, an XREF breakfast next week as well with Sarah and everyone here in Melbourne and they're doing one in Sydney coming up too. Jeepers creepers. I it's all know. It's all, all on. Happening. And so I better go and do some real work. So on that note, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye <laughs> from me. Stay classy, Mordura. Yeah.